Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. We are in a war. It is an information war, and you and I are losing. Doesn't mean we lost, but it means you and I are losing. And so tonight, we're always talking about people who are in their bubbles. They're in that bubble, and he's in that bubble, because we all are in a bubble of some kind. Tonight, we're going to talk about our bubble, you and me. We're in one, too. It's human nature, but we need to be aware of it. We need to step out of it, and we need to know there are other steps we have to take. All that, coming up next. We are in an information war. I'm going to clarify. We are in an information war, and we are losing. And here's what I mean. The American media, we complain about it all the time on the right. You do, I do, always will. It's completely run by leftist activists from the top to the bottom. We're not just talking about some, some low-level guy in the mailroom. From the top to the bottom, it's run by leftist activists. They go into work each and every day, intentionally or otherwise, because sometimes it's otherwise, 
and they want to destroy the Republican Party and lift up the Democratic Party. You cannot survive as a nation with your media like that. So you and I know all that. I didn't tell you anything just now. You were like, oh, wow, that's the first I've heard of it. That's not exactly new thinking. But here's what happens to you and I. And I make this mistake all the time, too. I know you're shocked that I would make a mistake, but occasionally it happens. You and I make the mistake of thinking things that we know, things that everybody knows in our mind, that everybody actually knows them. Have you seen the poll numbers since the election on the amount of people who actually knew about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal and Joe Biden? I want you to, I want you to know this right now. 4% of Joe Biden's voters not only didn't know, they said they would have voted the other way had they known about it. That's the election. Gone. Over. Donald Trump won. Now think about what that means. Think about how much you know about the Hunter Biden laptop stuff. You know everything there is, right? And almost everybody you know knows about it. The people you talk to, your friends, your family, you discuss it. It's all over, it's all over the social media. It's, everybody knows. No, we on the right have got to adjust something. We have to adjust our thinking on how much information is out there. We have got to push even harder to get our information out there. The truth is simply this. The average voter who walked into the polls and voted for president of the United States or filled out their ballot and mailed it in for president of the United States, the average voter have, has not heard of Hunter Biden's laptop scandal. They simply haven't. Why? Because the entire mainstream American media, and I mean all of them locked shields like a Spartan phalanx and decided they were not letting this story out, period. And it actually went further. The big tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, others, they blocked the sharing of the story. You remember what Twitter did right off the bat when the New York Post who broke the story? You remember what Twitter did? They not only blocked people from linking to the story on their social media accounts, they flat out locked down the New York Post's account for even coming up with the story. That is a new level of locking shields. And we complained about it and we yelled and senators threatened hearings and there were hearings that we have to call in the CEO of Twitter and the CEO of Facebook to testify and people were mad and screaming and you saw all this, right? And in your mind, the more you see, well, the more it convinces you that everybody knows. But everybody doesn't know. And as I warned you several times leading up to the election, you and I don't decide elections. We want to, and we should. It should be the most informed people who vote, but that's not the system we have. You and I don't decide elections. And that doesn't mean the people who do decide are bad people either. There are just so many people in this world, once you step out of your political bubble, who do not consume politics. They don't get on social media and see what you see. They don't talk about it with family and friends. They don't consume politics in that way. They go to work, come home, family, friends, little golf on Sunday. Maybe at night, they'll turn on the news. Maybe local, maybe national. Oh, what's on tonight? Oh, let's turn on the news. 10 minutes, uh, all right, nothing really major going on. Turn off the news. And if all the news decided they weren't going to report on the thing you and I have been screaming till we're blue in the face about, well, we're just talking to each other, aren't we? Aren't we? So this is going to sound like the most self-serving thing in the world. But as I watched Barack Obama give this interview this weekend to 60 Minutes, he, of course, has another book out. I know you're going to find that shocking. Barack Obama is seeking more fame and fortune. But he has another book out. And I watched him sit down with 60 Minutes. It occurred to me how bizarre that was. Barack Obama, while he was president of the United States, his FBI and CIA got involved in an American election and worked against his political opponent and use, knowingly used bad information to go get a FISA warrant on his political opponent. I mean, state police stuff, Stasi stuff. That happened under President Barack Obama. 
It's currently being investigated. And the people who need to know about it don't have any idea. And the American media won't ask him about it. He sits down for a long-form interview with 60 minutes, and it's all about Trump. Uh, can you believe what Trump's doing? The American media won't even ask him about it. Think about that. Look at this. Been uh, this sense over the last several years that literally anything goes and is justified in order to get power. Uh, and uh, you know, that's not unique to the United States. There are strong men and dictators around the world who think that I can do anything to stay in power. Uh, I can kill people. I can throw them in jail. I can run phony elections. I can suppress journalists. Um, but that's not who we're supposed to be. Barack Obama, Barack Obama wiretapped multiple journalists when he was president of the United States. And that's not, that's not right-wing conspiracy talk. That's a fact. Wiretapped journalists. It's still being litigated. Cheryl Atkinson, she is saying loudly, and this is a credible human being, that the DOJ hacked into her home computer as she was working on critical reporting of Barack Obama. This, this is unreal, not because Obama's a power-hungry power nut job. This is unreal because of the level of disinformation that is produced out there in this country. We are in a major, major information war. 60 minutes, long-form interview, not one question about the frightening potential felonies that took place under Barack Obama. It's all about Donald Trump and this election. Wrap your mind around what the average voter sees. And from now on, you don't need to share less. You don't need to say less. You and I both have to share more and say more. Because that Joe Biden, legally or otherwise, is about to be president of the United States of America means we have lost the information war in this country. We have to do better. Now, John Bolton, uh, I'm not going to criticize who you think I'm going to criticize, but here's what John Bolton had to say. Well, I think it's very important for leaders of the Republican Party uh, to explain to our voters, who are not as stupid as the Democrats think, that, uh, in fact, Trump has lost the election and that his claims of election fraud uh, are baseless. Uh, the, the fact is that we, we've seen litigation in all the key battleground states, uh, and it has failed consistently. Right now, the Trump campaign is doing the legal equivalent of pitching pennies. Where are their silver dollars? Where is the evidence? Uh, I think as every day goes by, it's clearer and clearer there isn't any evidence. But if the, if the Republican voters are only hearing Donald Trump's misrepresentations, uh, it's not surprising that they believe it. It's critical for other Republican leaders to, to stand up and explain what actually happened. Uh, they, Donald Trump lost what, by any uh, evidence we have so far, was a free and fair election. I'm not going to address what he just said. I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to go heavy on these things until it's all said and done and we have either Donald Trump for four more years or Joe Biden. What's Donald Trump doing hiring all these people who hate his guts? I mean, you remember, Donald Trump's foreign policy is radically different than John Bolton's anyway, and of course that ended poorly, and of course uh, sooner or later, surprise, surprise, John Bolton has a book out. Now John Bolton's trashing Trump on TV, Trump's on Twitter out there trashing John Bolton, so on and so forth. But Donald Trump hired that man. Donald Trump hired that man. Part of our analysis of the last four years of Donald Trump, which we'll do as time goes on, now's probably not the time, is going to be the hiring process. And man, all the ways that it failed and really helped kneecap his presidency. Now, one more thing before I go. I have been saying, as you know, 
that the chaos you saw for four years, that anxiety, that feeling of something's not right, every day there's a new controversy, that it was intentional. The media put gas on those fires every single day. Now they're in such control of the culture, they can create fires out of nothing. They can create them out of absolutely nothing. Remember, we impeached the United States president over nothing. And I told you, they did this stuff on purpose. They did this stuff so people would go to the polls and vote for calm. Even if they don't like Joe Biden, even if they think Trump did a good job, and I'm not sure about Biden, oh, he looks like he's going to poop his pants, but uh, you know what? Let's just vote for calm. People will seek out calm. Ilhan Omar, she let the cat out of the bag. I know that uh, Biden um, invited the American people um, to be uh, a unifying force against darkness. Uh, and as a caucus, we have to be unified against that, you know, to think about allowing ourselves to uh, get the Republicans to decide um, how we are to function as a caucus um, is it's really painful because this is, you know, a party that has lied, that has smeared, that has used everything that they can to attack us. Uh, and it's a party that has been against the social and economic justice we've all been fighting for. It's a party that has allowed for chaos to reign for four years. So the American people have decided to put us in charge, to say we want to see something different, and we can't uh, disappoint them in this moment. Allowed chaos to reign for four years. You remember, those of you who watch the show all the time, how many times did I say that? that I was worried the American people were not going to realize what was happening. That chaos was intentional. Now, we don't have to kill ourselves looking back. We do have to know this, though, going forward. If we do get a Republican president again, they're going to do that again. You understand that, right? You can, you can blame Donald Trump all you want. They're going to do that for the nicest or meanest human being to ever walk the planet. As long as he's a Republican, the next time one is elected, they're going to create chaos for four straight years. So people will go to the polls and vote for calm and vote for peace and vote for quiet. Let's make sure we're getting the information out there. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, Home title lock. You know what it is? You know what home title theft is? Because I didn't know until I found out the hard way. Home title theft is your home title being digitized. It already is. Look, I'm sorry. It's not a piece of paper anymore. It's digital. It's online. It's cyber thieves hacking in and getting a hold of it, which you would say to yourself, well, who cares that I could steal my house? No. But what they are going to do is forge your signature on it and take a loan out against your house, a loan you're not going to find out about until you start getting late notices in the mail, and then you have to pay that loan back. Not your home insurance, you are. And I know what you're thinking, that's not, that's not legal, they can't do that. Okay, uh, grab a lawyer then and go to court because you're going to. Tens of thousands of dollars you're going to spend at court trying to unravel this. It is a nightmare crushing people right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up today. Don't forget to use the promo code radio that gets you 30 days for free. There was a million MAGA march this weekend. Essentially, a bunch of people gathered in Washington, D.C. just to show support for Donald Trump during this election process. To kind of a, it, it seemed like a big thank you rally to me. And I thought about going, but then I thought, nah, I don't know. I have to stay at home and eat pizza. I'm kidding. I almost went. I couldn't go. And so many of my friends went, and it did look like a blast of a time. And there were tens of thousands of people who showed up. I can't confirm this. I don't know it to be true. I was told Donald Trump actually shed a tear watching how many people show up. It was, that's a pretty cool moment, if that's true. But it was huge, and it was joyful, and they're singing the Star Spangled Banner, and they're giving speeches, and it wasn't angry. I've talked to people already who were on the ground there. And then nighttime came, and you know what happens in the dark. Antifa, Black Lives Matter animals came out of the woodwork, 
and they began hurting people. And after you watch this video, you and I are about to have a very frank talk and it may even make some people uncomfortable. I like that you want your kids to be involved in politics. Fellas, I like that you want your lady to be involved in politics, girlfriend, wife, whatever the case may be. But I need you to understand something. Rules are never hard and fast all the time. Rules are situational at all times. I, I hate stealing. I am a moralist, soulless scumbag capable of doing the most horrible things in the world. However, thievery is just one of those things. I don't know what it is. I despise it. Absolutely hate it. You can leave $10 million in cash with me and tell me you'll be back in 10 years for it and you would come back and find not a dime of it has been touched. I just don't do it. I won't do it. However, I fall on hard times, get fired, Kids are starving to death, looking at me with hungry eyes, saying, Dad, I have to eat, and I can't afford anything, and there's somebody's loaf of bread right there. I take it. I take it. Rules are situational. I want you to take your kids to protest, to take your ladies to protest. We are now at a, at a time in the United States of America where leftists are violent. They do think you are Nazis. And they have these huge events in left-wing cities where you are only, where you are not only not allowed to carry weapons. You carry a weapon in D.C., you're going to prison, Jack. Not only are you not allowed to carry weapons, the local mayor, the local D.A., they're all undoubtedly going to throw the book at you and not throw the book at the left-wing guy. These are facts I just told you. I want you to gather. I want you to gather together. I want you to celebrate. These things are important. If you go to a left-wing to, to left city for your gigantic right-wing protest, right-wing event of any kind, stop bringing your kids and stop bringing your women. Or if you're going to, if you insist on it, stay in gigantic groups, don't go out at night. The second that sun starts dipping down, I know you're having fun, you're waving flags, America, baby, get the small innocent ones home. I showed you a fraction of the videos that happened this weekend. Kids with stuff getting thrown on them, crying, screaming, women crying, guys getting knocked out, blood coming out of their face. We chose not to show you all that because you know I don't like to ruin your evening and I didn't want to do that. But this is no longer a safe environment in these left-wing cities for your, you to bring your woman and you to bring your kids. It's just not. And dudes, you know what? You ain't invincible either. If you go, you stick with your friends. You stick together. You stick in groups at all times. You know that Trump supporters, I, I know, again, uh, talking about the information war we lost, Trump supporters have been murdered over the last four years, multiple for their political beliefs, assaulted across the country. These leftists are violent animals. They are. Plan accordingly. You want to bring the wife and kids and the baby stroller down to the local uh, Texas suburbs, little pro-Trump rally? That's one thing, of course, yeah. Make sure you're carrying your weapon if you know how to use it safely. You'll be, you'll be safe as at home in bed. You want to go to New York? You want to go to Washington, D.C., L.A., Portland, have your big Trump MAGA rally? Leave the little ones at home. I am not thrilled it's that way. It doesn't make me feel good to say that. 
leave people at home. People are getting hurt now. All right. Now, there are a lot of ways people choose to alleviate symptoms out there. People, and I know people struggle with things. People struggle with things like anxiety. They struggle with joint pain. They, they struggle with all these things. I mean, many people do. And I like natural solutions. But here's the problem. Because I like CBD. I prefer CBD. Where do you get it? It's everywhere now, right? Everyone's talking about CBD this and CBD that. And now you look and it's everywhere. You can't go to the local gas station without seeing CBD there. It's right by the switchblades. There are too many choices because people aren't selling the best products. They aren't selling the tested products. So doctors trusted CBD. What they did, they put out a gigantic search and did all the work so you don't have to. And they found the best, purest products out there. Like Be Best Organics, who tests every single batch. Please stop buying CBD from the local pop-up store in the new shopping center, from the gas station. Doctors Trusted CBD has the good stuff every single time. And when you go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com and use the promo code JESSE, not only do you get free shipping, you get 10% off. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Joining me now, Dean of Business at Liberty University, former Congressman Dave Brad. Congressman, I've been having this thought about China a lot, which I know occupies your mind a lot. And I was yeah. thinking specifically about the virus. And of course, we see what's happening now. More idiotic lockdowns all over Ohio, Michigan, New York, everywhere. It's the flu season, cold and flu season, and maybe coronavirus ramps up then too, who knows. But the cases are through the roof. Everybody's locking down again. Do you think originally, I'm just asking your opinion, I don't know we don't know yet, do you think this was done intentionally by China originally? Um, I'll just put together a couple pieces. 1999, uh, they wrote a book, The Two Colonels, uh, declaring war against the United States. Information war, economic war. They mentioned bio war. Right, so that's piece number one. Uh, Chinese, they've been promoted to generals now. They declared war. Uh, there, there are the viral labs we know. Uh, we know the virus did come from the lab. Uh, how much it was uh, mutated and changed and extended. Dr. Yan from Hong Kong who worked in those Chinese viral labs said, yes, it's a gun uh, with a bomb attached. Uh, and she's a professional. She's got professional papers out on it, which uh, goes in much more detail than that a little description. And then 400,000 uh, uh, people allowed to go to Milan, San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles, et cetera, uh, when they shut down all flights to Beijing. And so is that intent? Yes, that's, that's intent. Uh, here's what worries me, because I agree with you. I, I agree 100%. What worries me is they've watched now America, the entire Western world, but I hold America to higher standards because we're supposed yeah. to be the beacon of freedom. They've watched yeah. what we've done to ourselves for a virus with 99.7% survivability. What's to stop them? If I'm China, I'm in the lab as we speak coming up with one with maybe 98% survivability, 97 just a touch deadlier. If I'm China, I'm taking notes through this whole thing, and I'm going to go ahead and finish these panicky idiots off. Yeah, well, it, it is a scary scenario. Uh, it depends on our reaction, which so far was to elect a pro-China person uh, maybe. We'll see about that election uh, once uh, all of the research is done on the, on the election itself. But yeah, if they see uh, that they showed intent, declared war against us, and then we elect a pro-China president, uh, boy, that is a scary scenario, especially after uh, President Trump uh, has been the first president in 40 years to do anything about them and their policies. And you saw on election night, right, when the Vegas odds tilted toward Trump, uh, the Chinese renminbi, the, their currency, uh, took a hit. And then when it reversed course for Biden, it went back up. And so, you know, that's some incredible economic evidence that's neutral 
uh, with respect to politics, right? That you can't beat uh, people following people's money as a neutral, value-free way of getting to the truth of things. And so, very interesting evidence. Let me ask you: Could you do give me a 101? I mean, pretend I'm the biggest idiot in the world, which is not that far from the truth. What does it mean that the dollar is the world's currency? I know China, China wants theirs to be the world's currency. We are the world's currency. What does that even mean for people that don't know? Well, it means that as bad as you think it is in the U.S., right? We got 27 trillion in debt now, and we've got you know probably a bubble going on in the markets, et cetera. People get nervous about our ability to repay everything. But as bad as we think it is, we're still the best currency in the world which is a shocker and a statement about the rest of the world, right? UK, France, Germany, uh, you know, South America, Latin America, nothing. Uh, you know, China, you don't want to put your money in China because by fiat, the government can take it away tomorrow. And so it, what it means is we are the, 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 the best gold standard in terms of global stability. People are still using the dollar as the currency reserve that's used to make all financial transactions across the world. And that brings us some advantages, right? In terms of uh, knowing folks are gonna buy your debt, uh, they're gonna support us in that way, and we can count on that. And that, that means a lot. If you lose that, uh, it's a problem. Does China have debt? We always talk about America's debt. Does China's yeah. national debt, does it reflect ours? Oh yeah, no, w way more debt. And it, it's never covered. And it, it, that's because it's so hard to cover. It's uh, it's very hard uh, to find true data. But there is a guy out there. I wish I had his name. I've my tongue. But it's called Beige Book China. Folks can Google that. Beige Book is put out by the Federal Reserve of the U.S. Uh, but there's a guy who does Beige Book uh, China. And uh, he tries to piece together uh, the best economic data, you know, when it comes to GDP growth and and money stocks and all that kind of thing. And he does a very good job. He used to be on the U.S. Uh, on the U.S. Uh, chamber, et cetera. Okay, so how does this end? Uh, now, if we elect a pro-China president, how big, how big of an effect does that have on them? I mean, that's what, maybe my favorite thing about Trump is he finally put those scumbags on the ropes. How much can the president reverse those policies of Trump's, or are some of those at least set in place? Uh, quite a bit, uh, if they want to go full on, but it, it's going to be a question, right? Because uh, the security, the national security piece, uh, the one great thing about President Trump is he unearthed all the corruption at the FBI, the corruption at the CIA under Brennan, and uh, that story's not done unfolding. So, you know, if they if they just want to go back to business making money with China, uh, that will happen. But anything that's got, you know, global security concerns, uh, technology information flowing to Chinese firms from U.S. military industrial complex, that kind of thing is going to be slow going. And then just naturally, <clears throat> our Harvard MBAs uh, have gotten hopefully smarter than they were, placing 100% of the supply chains of various U.S. firms abroad in China. Just insane, right? The first thing you learn in Finance 101 is, you know, split your money, you know, diversify. Uh, don't put it all in one pot. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some natural economic pieces which is going to make it harder on China. And then the debt piece you mentioned, and they have a bubble, right? The rate of return goes down after you build the first airport, uh, the second one's got a lower rate of return, the third one's lower. So China's had their big investment boom, and now they're gonna have to have some intellectual, you know, human capital development, ideas. And they're not as good at that piece. So we'll see if they can keep stealing and copying. That's how they've achieved that second level piece in, in the past. What about our economy? I mean, you're obviously dean of business at Liberty University. Obviously, know what ours is like. I hear things like 75% of small and independent restaurants are gone. They're, they're about to be gone yep. for good. And I still yep. see a high stock market. I'm having a hard time merging the worlds of people who've lost it all. And there are many in a high stock market. Where are we going here? No, that's what's brutal, right? Our, our six big tech firms have the market cap right, the value in the stock exchange of the entire European markets all combined. 
the French, the German, the English, put all their stock markets together, Belgium, Swiss, all of them. And our six biggest firms are bigger than all of that market, all the firms in all those countries together. And so, you know, I think it's over 27% of the S&P. I saw a headline today. And so that gives you some idea of why they're weighted so heavily in the, the small mom and pop shop uh, that forms the breadbasket, you know, through the Midwest and those blue states where I'm, I'm still dying to see that. I, I cannot see how they did not vote for Trump, right? So I'm, I'm waiting to see all this vote coverage come out because just gut-wise, he's done more for that area than, than anyone could imagine. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's two uh, it's two economies. One that's connected to D.C. and the crony capitalists and the globalists, right? And healthcare is included there. Twenty percent of your economy is healthcare. And uh, in Virginia, I, I got beat over the head by healthcare uh, because everyone gets paid by the federal government, right? So if you want a smaller federal government, now you're taking on big tech, you're taking on which is huge. Then you're taking on healthcare sector, which is one fifth of the economy. Uh, and then you're taking on public education, all the unions, et cetera. And you can see why Republicans don't uh, come out swinging too loudly because uh, it's a it's a tough, tough road to, to navigate. Doesn't sound tough. It sounds impossible to not to yeah, not to it, not to put a dour face there. on it. It sounds impossible. Yeah. No, it, it, it's getting there. And it, so the 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 average person who sees that their country and everything they believe in, right, the Judeo-Christian tradition, the rule of law, uh, we're a nation of laws, not of men, uh, pro-business attitude, those are the folks that uh, we have left. And it's amazing to say that, right? <laughs> the things that made this country great is maybe now in a minority position. And those are the folks, you know, where some of those folks are being shamed or, or threatened into submission. And so uh, maybe they go in the voting booth and they believe differently, but uh, that's, it's, it's a tough road right now. Former Congressman Dave Brad, Dean of Business, Liberty University. Thank you, sir. Hey, you bet. Thank you, Jesse. All right. We got more. Joining me now, Republican political strategist and chair of the Conservative Color Coalition and man who I've long said should be running the RNC, Joseph Pinion III. Joseph, to start off here, if Trump lost this election fairly, we don't know, we're working all that out now. I don't, want, I don't know what's real and what's not anymore. You, you hear new things every day. But if he lost this election, and he may have, even if there was cheating there, it was close, why did he lose the election? Look, I think two things are, are true. I think that President Trump uh, successfully did, in many ways, make America great again. When you look at uh, the, the economic boon that we have in this country at a time when all of the experts, since Democrats love the experts so much, said that we were either on a one-way path to recession, where at most would create up less than 2 million jobs. Uh, we had over 7 million jobs, higher wages for uh, pretty much any American, all walks of life. Uh, so... You know, doing all of that in the face of impeachment, in the face of a drumbeat to get him out of office from the day that he took the oath of office, uh, I, I think that history will judge those victories kindly. Uh, conversely, I think that there were some difficulties there with trying to get the people that put President Trump in the Oval Office uh, to remain confident in the fact that he was still hearing their cries. And so when you have those individuals, again, as I think we spoke before, 64% of non-college-educated white people in this country who put their faith in President Trump four years ago, um, if you look at the place where he struggled the most, perhaps, in this election, um, I think it's the fact that he went from 64% to, by some numbers in these exit polls, anywhere from 52 to 54%. Um, that is the type of erosion with a core constituency that you cannot have. Um, if your goal is to remain in the White House. And so um, if President Trump is not going to get a second term, um, in spite of the success that he had with Latino voters unprecedented, in spite of the uptick in African-American support, um, the Achilles heel um, that will end up being the thing that caught up to him will be those rank-and-file voters um, who, again, were most deeply impacted by COVID, um, who were most deeply impacted by those shutdowns, um, who didn't necessarily get that second round of stimulus funding that they really desperately needed uh, to be able to survive.
Was it, because I don't disagree at all, but was it the stimulus funding? Was it that stuff or was it way, way, way too much pandering to the black vote? I saw it all the time, all over the place. And I'm fine if Republicans want to make inroads there. That's outstanding. The black numbers are great. The Latino numbers are great. That's fine. But you couldn't hear Donald Trump say a single word about white working class guys for the last two years. And I'm not ripping on the guy. Again, I'm thrilled. But if you lost that much, maybe they didn't feel like what they voted for is what they got. Is that fair? Look, I, I think there is some truth to that. And, and to my point, it, it's less about the stimulus specifically, uh, but more using that as kind of um, encapsulating the disconnect that was there. Um, so again, when you have people who don't have a college degree, the most deeply impacted by COVID, you have people, um, again, who have the higher propor proportion of uh, comorbidities, um, those are the individuals who needed to hear directly from this president uh, to say, hey, I'm still there with you. I'm still the same guy that you voted for four years ago. And so I don't necessarily think that when you start talking about opportunity zones and start talking about um, actual justice reform, that was a bad thing. But I think it wasn't enough to say, hey, you know, we gave you a tax credit break. Hey, we gave you, we gave you these 7 million new jobs, particularly when the jobs had evaporated, particularly uh, when the tax, the tax uh, increase uh, or the tax benefits had evaporated in the face of this COVID-19 crisis. I think there needed to be something more specific, more targeted uh, to let people know that there were actually going to be policies in the face of this uncertainty passed to make sure that their lives uh, got better. Okay, well, that's, that's the bad news. You, because you're my head of the RNC, the good news is he did clean up with black men. We cleaned up with Latinos. Is that just a Donald Trump alpha male personality thing? Is that a nationalist populist message being more popular in those community things? What I'm asking is in a post-Trump world, can we continue those trends or is that just a tr that's Trump and we're about to lose it all again? Well, I think the reality is it is Trump. Uh, the silver lining is it doesn't have to be only Trump. I would encourage the RNC uh, to make sure that every single one of those Black Voices for Trump uh, offices across this country in North Carolina, in Georgia, in Michigan stay open. Um, they need to no longer be places where we're talking about voter outreach and to become hubs where we start talking about community service. Um, you know, Democrats engage in what we call outreach, as in every four years they show up and say, hey, we're here, give us your vote. Republicans need to be engaged in empowering people, which is the bedrock of what conservatism is. That means that, again, maybe we don't start talking about here's some voting literature. Maybe we start allowing children to come into those places uh, to start getting tutoring. Maybe we start turning some of those places um, into our own um, law centers to help some of those individuals who are under the thumb of these pernicious democratic policies, a place like New York City, where you have basically the largest slumlord in America, NYCHA housing with lead in the drinking water, NYCHA housing having more residents than the city of Boston combined. Um, if Republicans are going to be serious and they're going to build on what President Trump has done here um, with those Latino voices for Trump, with black voices for Trump, uh, we have to take serious uh, the model that he built out. The infrastructure now exists. Um, the difficult thing is getting the RNC to invest and continue in that investment to make sure that we go upwards and we don't fall back, as you said, we, we typically tend to do. Uh, to the RNC specifically, because I'm actually not kidding, I think you should run the place, but to the RNC specifically, <laughs> why wouldn't they do that? Do they not have the money? Is it run by a bunch of idiots? Is it, I, I, like, what is it? What is the problem? Why, what would concern you about them not keeping these places open? Look, we've been here before, and I think the issue becomes is that we go back to what is comfortable. And I, I think, if I'm just being brutally honest, we have in the Republican mm -hmm. Party what I call um, the African-American industrial complex, um, which is that there are a lot of people who can get paid a lot of money telling the Republican Party exactly what they want to hear. Um, and now we actually have clear-cut evidence, because President Trump went out and did uh, what no Republican has ever done before, um, which is to actually invest the time and the infrastructure um, in actually cultivating relationships uh, with communities of color. And so we have an actual blueprint here. It's no longer just a postmortem, as we saw after Mitt Romney. This is no longer theoretical. Uh, we actually have tangible data-driven entry. 
uh, where it says, this is what black voices for, for Trump were able to do in 12 months of operation. This is what Latinos for Trump were able to do in 14 months. What can you do over a 48-month period of time? And imagine the type of results that we can get if we stop just showing up and saying, hey, they won't vote for us, and start engaging so actively in their communities um, that people don't even notice that we're Republicans. They just know that we're the ones that have been there to actually improve their lives, that have been decimated by Democratic policies that have never worked for people of color, at least in my lifetime, and certainly beyond. Joseph, you know what it worries me? It worries me that Democrats intentionally created four years of chaos under Trump. The media did the same thing, making everybody panicky and anxiety-driven. And now they'll simply not cover the terrible things that happened. And they certainly won't cover them as they did under Trump by assigning all the blame to the president. President, And, and, and people will sit around now and think, ah, oh, it's so nice and calm again. And it won't occur to them why that is. Am I crazy? No, I mean, to, let's be 100% clear. I spoke about NYCHA. There are more a AOCs running around the country talking about pipelines in Flint, Michigan. There are more people, uh, children, being impacted by lead in the drinking water in New York City than in Flint. Uh, media won't talk about it, but it's the truth. You want to talk about what's happening all across this country as far as making sure that we can get policies that are going to actively improve people's lives? You know, we've, we've got a homelessness crisis um, that is worse in the places where Democrats have visited their terrible policies upon us. And, and no one seems to care about it um, because apparently the people that are there causing the problems um, have good intentions. So look, we just need to really focus on the fact uh, that over these next four years, I mean, I, I actually think on some basic level, you know, what we're seeing with COVID um, is actually chaos and destruction by design. Uh, because yes, people need to protect themselves at all times. But at the same time, is it is it possibly uh, not a coincidence uh, that you see re residential rates uh, for rent coming down in places like New York, commercial rents? coming down in places like Los Angeles as we see businesses wiped out uh, by these pernicious lockdown strategies, perhaps um, that, yes, we're trying to keep people safe, but perhaps there are also people in the back room trying to socially engineer the outcomes that they haven't been able to get thus far, uh, which, again, is trying to uh, wipe out this middle class, sacrificing basically the middle class uh, on the altar of these left-wing ideologies. So I think that's going to be the thing that we're going to have to fight like hell over over the next three years. Um, if indeed President Trump is not going to be the president moving forward, because again, the fight goes on. I mean, the war that the RNC and people in the Republican movement need to be gearing up for um, is this one that Democrats have laid the ground groundwork for. Joseph Pinion III, thank you, my man. I appreciate you very much. Talk to you soon, brother. He's right. We'll be back. I'm not sure where I stand on pranks. And now, I've, look, I get a good snicker about some of them as much as the next man. But some of them, it's not that they're mean. I'm mean. I'm heartless. I just, I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze sometimes. I mean, the amount of effort people go into some of these things versus what the payoff was versus what the cleanup is seems like too much. And speaking of juice worth the squeeze... For an internet laugh or two, is it worth it to aggravate somebody? I struggle with it. I'm not trying to be your mean grandpa, but I saw one one time. People had their little cubicles in the office set up. You know what I mean, office cubicle setups? And someone had saran wrapped in the door, the entryway to the cubicle, and filled the whole thing full of those little styrofoam thingies that come that packaged in all your stuff. I don't know. I don't do research. But you know what I'm talking about. Had filled the entire thing to the brim. Now, that's hilarious. Everyone looked at that and went, ha! Think of the cleanup involved. Think of the effort to do it. The juice is not worth the squeeze. So I saw this one and I laughed. But, all right, look. funny one how long did you have to wait in that trash can to pull that off 
two, he's a garbage man. He runs around chucking people's smelly trash into a truck all day. Maybe we should prank someone else. I don't know. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chuck, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chuck for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.